All right, I want to preach to you today about springing forth. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, spring forth. Spring forth. Today's message is going to be a message that's going to stir you up. That's the goal. I want to stir you up. I want to stir you up to do more. God wants to do so much more through you. There's so much potential in you. You don't even realize how much potential is, is inside of you. And the seed that's growing, the seed that begins to grow, begins to grow into something a little bit bigger. You saw in the video how it fa- there was a storm. The storms of life come. We know that. We can't avoid it. We, there's no way we can avoid the storms of life. The floods come. The winds come. But that thing became a tree in a forest, among others that were strong. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Let's go to, if you will, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. This is the story of Paul and his conversion. Verse 1 says, Meanwhile Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues and synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way whether men or women he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem as he neared Damascus on his journey suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him Saul Saul why do you persecute me he says this Important point here I want to make in this sermon today. He says, who are you, Lord? Saul asked, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. From there, I'm not going to read the entire bit here, but we're going to touch on just a couple of more scriptures. But from there, Saul and his men that are around him, the men heard but they didn't see anything. A flash from heaven, a bright light comes down. And Saul then at that point is touched by something that is an amazing thing. It's something his men have never seen, he's never seen. And in that amazement and that awe and that wonder, Saul is blinded. He's blinded by it. Now listen, his men were all around him. They weren't blinded. Sometimes God wants to reach out amongst everyone around and he's going to touch you in a way that somebody else may not even feel it or hear it or see it. You can be in a sanctuary. You can be in a room. You can be in any place in the world and and God can reach down sometimes and I'm thankful that he reaches down and plucks us out and he touches us in, in, in places sometimes where maybe somebody else doesn't get it. But count yourself blessed if you are in that moment where you say, man, I, man, I, I felt something today. I felt something today. Did you feel that? Man, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. What are you talking about? I'm ready to go eat. I mean, what? No, no, I'm serious, man. There was something different today. Count yourself blessed. Now, Saul was not counting himself blessed right off the bat. No way am I going to count myself blessed when I'm walking with my men. We be bopping down the Damascus Road. We having a good time. It's good. We, sunny day. Day like today, maybe. I like to think of it like that. It probably was pouring down rain, and God's going to get me later in heaven and say, by the way, you missed that one. <clears throat> it was a stormy day, and it was about 32 degrees. 
I like to think they were having a good time walking down the road. Not a care in this life. Not a care in the world. Many of us are like that. Walking down what, here we're talking about the Damascus Road. Headed to Damascus. And a bright light comes down. And no way am I going to be in a good mood after that. When this light hits me and all of a sudden I'm blind. He was blinded for three days. His men had to, the Bible says his men had to get him and take him by the hand and lead him into Damascus. This is a powerful man. This is a man that we just read about right before that where he was looking for Christians. Where can I get some? Where can I get some? Where can I get some of these followers? I'm looking for letters. I'm looking, any proof. I want to find proof. I want to lock them up. I'm going to do away with them. I'm going to do with this whole movement. Some of you, you may not know exactly what I'm preaching about here maybe you've never read it but the great thing is you can now watch it on Netflix called The Chosen I'm not going to it never ever will I tell you to get your Bible from TV but I will tell you this you can watch some scenes I have watched some scenes we watched a scene the other night where it was the woman at the well and I'm in my living room and it just begins to well up inside of me and I'm, I've got it was, I was able to cry without my wife knowing because it just was kind of welled up. And then these tears, it's the big, just, they filled up my eyes and they just ran out real slow. And I was like, I was just thinking, that is so, that's exactly who we are supposed, that is what the church is supposed to be. We are supposed to be that church that we find the one who feels like I'm filth. I'm trash. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to be around me. They won't even come to the well with me. I have to come in the middle of the day, in the heat of the day, to draw water. The women of this town won't be seen with me. I'm such a disgrace. And Jesus made it a point to be there when she was there. She had no idea who he was and the power that he held. And he began to speak to her and he said, I care about you. There's hope for you. There's a future for you. I want to put a seed. I want to start something. I want to start something here with you. And I want it to break free. And his ministry broke free from there. So Saul is blinded for three days. He goes into uh, Damascus and he's there in the city. And, and, and the Lord gives him a vision and, and tells him that there's going to be a man named Ananias. And it's, it's good. It's good when the Lord gives us a heads up. Many of us, myself included, there's been times in my life when I have no heads up. I spoke about that today. I look at my sermon sometimes. I say, Lord, you better, add, you better salt it up, Lord. You better put some Tony sachets on there or something because this right here to me is just like tasteless. I want, you need to put some Cajun on, Cajun on there or something. I want somebody to get something that they take and enjoy. There is a difference between reading the Word of God with reading the Word of God and then really reading the Word of God and, and really being enthused about it, thinking about it, taking it seriously. Because if I want to check off a box, I can get on this phone and I can put some AirPods in. Did I say it right? I have no idea. I don't. AirPod Pro. My kids and family laugh at me because I still say earbuds. Why? Because I have some. I have not upgraded. Mine are noise cancellation because they, they stop up. They're just, they're like earplugs. But I, if I wanted to, I can, I can get my word. I can get my word. I'll put that thing on there and I'll hit play. And at the end of the day, 
50 chapters later. Man, I, I went through 50 chapters of the Bible. I'm so spiritual. Can you tell me anything at all? Well, there's a whole lot of thee and a whole lot of thou. Thou shalt, thou this, this, thou that, this, thou. Any stories? Not really, because I was busy working. So there's a difference in the way that we approach this. There's a difference in the, in the way that we take it in. I want to say, at, at times, that's good. Can't knock it. That's good. At least you're doing that. But at times, take a couple hours. Maybe not a couple hours. Some, let's get real. Take 30 minutes. Take 30 minutes to read about four chapters. Shorten it down. Condense it. Read it. Look at it. Say, Lord, what are you trying to say to me here? Read it again. Go back. Look at the wording. Look at the, look at the context of the story. See, maybe read before. Find out why, who, what, where, why, and why, and how. All that. So the Lord tells him about what's going to happen. Gives him a vision. And I want to now read, I want to read now Acts 9 and just, just verse 10. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias! Yes, Lord, he answered. He answered and said, Yes, Lord. I know your voice. You know my voice. If I could get my wife just to say real loud right now, just say Jeremy. Jeremy. That's my wife. I could have my eyes shut. This place could be dark. All right? Sharon. Yes, yes. Sharon, just say real loud. Just say Jeremy. No, that ain't my wife. You women, you women, you remember this time when you had a baby. There's six, seven babies in a restaurant, whatever. And all of a sudden, a baby cries. And you're not holding your baby. That's my baby. That's my baby. Where is, where is my baby? Yeah, that's my baby. I've seen it before in, in, in a, on an emergency scene where there's a, a cat and there's some kittens. And something happened on the scene and now the, they're separated. And that cat will run and run and run. You've seen it before. That dog will look and look and look. They will be panting for water. They need water. They need food. They're about to die. And they are looking and looking and looking. And they will not stop looking till they die for that pup or that kitten. I want to have such a close tie to my Heavenly Father that He knows my name and I will not stop looking for Him and He will not stop looking for me and we are going to know each other by name. We're going to know the voice. I'm going to be in tune with the Spirit. I do not want to be like Saul. Saul, Saul, who are you? Saul, Saul, say what? Ananias, yes, Lord. That's the kind of relationship that I want. Acts 9, let's go to verses 15 through 18. I'm almost through reading here, then we get right into this sermon. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument. Now let me back up just a minute. He knows who Saul is. He knows that he is persecuting the Christians and locking people up. And he's basically probably thinking, hold up. You want me to go talk to him? What? What? Okay, do you need some help from an earthly person down here? Because I, I see what's going on down here. I know what's going on, God. Sometimes we like that. We, we're going to figure it out for God. 
We kind of figure, we kind of forget that he has an all-seeing, all-knowing. I own everything. I created everything. I own. I know the hairs on your head. I hold your next heartbeat in my hands. If I want to stop it, I'll stop it. If I want to start it, praise God, Jason Ray, stand. If I want to start it, I'll start it. When you're in tune, for those of you who don't know, that man died. And we didn't need an AED. We didn't need chest compressions. We needed God. Because an AED will only keep you alive for so long. Chest compressions, I'm going to get tired. And when I get tired, I'm going to say, as I'm getting tired, Jason, we might be out in the field somewhere. And he's like, if you just keep pumping on my chest, I'm alive. I'm going to say, man, I sure do love you, brother. Let's start saying our goodbyes because I can't keep this up. Going to miss you, man. Ooh. Oh, come on. I sure am going to miss you, man. I can't keep it up. I see you. I see you in heaven. I mean, because I can't do it. Man cannot do it. I can't inject enough drugs. I can't do enough compressions. I can't shock you enough times. But there, thank God he came down and touched that heart. He healed that heart. We never, ever, ever want to forget. I don't ever, ever want to forget what God has done and the miracle signs and wonders that he has done. He will do and he will continue to do at Covenant Church. And for his kingdom, not just Covenant Church, but for his kingdom. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument, probably won't argue with God right there, to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it in his, into it, placing his hands on Saul, and he said, Brother Saul, I really like what he said right there. A man who is persecuting and locking up Christians, a murderer, and he looks at him and he says, Brother, my brother. Brother Saul, right there, I begin to see right there the church that we are to be. People will come through that door, and you're going to look at them and go, you're going to size them up. You're going to size them up by what they're wearing. You can't fight it, the initial response. But then very quickly, we get into the God response. Because at first, it's like, hmm. But then I believe we are surrounded. We've got a group of people here. This is a loving church, continually better and immediately it's, you know, for a lot of us, I'll take that back. For a lot of us, I don't even think we'll even go there. I think it'll immediately be like, that's another one. Come on, come on, come on. God loves you. God loves you. That's really what I think. That in my heart, that's what I think. I do know that there are some, though, that the first response is like, all right, well, everybody else seems to be okay with this, so let me go hug on them. But get to that point. Get to that point where you, your immediate response is love, love, love. Ananias said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here. Now, Saul, he's getting his attention now. He knows what happened and he hadn't spoken to him. As you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. He got up and was baptized from murderer to missionary. 
It's time for a new season. Tell somebody beside you, it's time for a new season. It's time for a new season. I love this picture. This is, it's just time. It's this time of year. And man, I tell you, it's amazing. It's like winter, 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 boom, spring. And you look out there and you're like, man, a lot. All the men were like, oh, sharpen the lawnmower blades. Let me get that old steel, that husk barn of weed eater out, and let's see if it cranks again. And here we go. We're already thinking about sweating and cutting grass. And, but at first, you know, it's fun. It's fun at first. I put, put my earbuds in, <laughs> listen to some good music, driving around the yard, mowing. It smells good. And then like so many things, it starts to weigh on us and wear on us. 95 degrees. 105 degrees. God, kill this grass. God, would you please? My dad, he's passed away. God rest his soul. But he would always tell us as kids, he said, I'm one day, one day, kids, I'm going to build a house. I'm going to pour concrete. The entire front yard's going to be concrete. The whole back's going to be concrete. And he said, I'm going to paint it green. We do have a gentleman in our church, and the, the majority of his place is white rock, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I have to be honest, I envy him, because when he mows his yard, he's like, zip, zap, zip, zip, done. <laughs> he got up and was baptized. You need a Damascus Road experience. Like the seed, you are a miracle waiting to happen. This is no less than a miracle right here. God's creation, when we look at how this happens, and I love this stage right here on the far left. If you've never had a garden, if you've never experienced this, this is an amazing thing. You can experience it. You can go get you a cup. Matter of fact, you don't even have to have a cup. I remember when we were kids, we got dirt and some potting soil. We put it in a Ziploc bag, and we put a pinto bean in the bag. And all of us kids were like, oh, okay, whatever, dirt and a bean. And the, and the teacher said, little dose of water, just a little bit of water. It's amazing what a small touch can do. Let me tell you where the small touch and the small amount of water begins to help you and works on you. Because it went up in that bag. Then the heat, it, the condensation caused it to come back down. Praises go up. Blessings come down. But I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I want to be, Pastor. I'm hurting. I'm hurting bad. I got a lot of pain in my life. Praises go up. Blessings come down. Just keep doing it. That cycle. That cycle. That water went up in that bag. It evaporated up. And then it came back down. And you don't even realize as your praises go up and the blessings come down and it's just a cycle. And you're I'm not seeing the results. I'm not seeing what I want to see. This right here, praise God, thank you Jesus, is the seasoning of the sermon. Because if you come up here and look, it ain't written down. Yeah. Somebody needs to hear this right now. It wasn't for me. This is from God. So this is the salt of this sermon. I thank God that he can give me something to say because I'm telling you, I'm just a man. I'm normal. I go home. I get tired. I, I wake up. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I have energy. I'm normal. I'm a human being. I mess up. 
I use the wrong tone. I say the wrong words sometimes. I have to apologize to my children. I have to apologize to my wife sometimes. No, I'm not perfect. I have not arrived. But there is that process of praises going up and blessings coming down. And I'm telling you, when you're not seeing the results, when you look at the bag on the school board that we put a staple in it and we had all of our bags on the board, anybody do it? Was I the only one in school? We all did it. We all did that. We put that bag on there and she stapled it. Chick, 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 chick. We're in science class, whatever. And all of a sudden, a little bit of sunlight that was coming through some little window it was just enough, and just enough water up and down, up and down, moving and, and keeping, that, keeping that seed moist, keeping that seed where there was something that was keeping it going, keeping it alive. And all of a sudden, out of nothing but dirt comes this little bud. And it's always got that little curled up pose right there. It's almost like, to me, I almost see it like this right here, just like, kind of like this right here. You know? And some of us need to get on our knees. Some of us need to keep right here. Just stay right here. I'm not seeing the results I want to see. I'm not seeing it, God. I don't see it. He says, just stay there. Just stay there. Just keep praising me. Just keep worshiping me. Just keep giving me your all. Keep giving me your all. Fast. Pray. Turn away from sin. You can do it. You can do it. I'm telling you. But God, I don't see it. God, I don't see it. And all of a sudden, it starts coming up. And it starts coming up. And before you know it, you are like a tree planted by the waters. And you're rooted. And you're grounded. And you've got a canopy that is producing fruit. There's no way that you can even know what kind of fruit is available to you with just the seed. Some of you, I'm looking at you, and you don't know it. I don't know it. But you're a pastor. I look at you, I don't know it, you don't know it, but you're the next Sunday school teacher. You're the, one, you're the next one who's going to go to the mission field. You're the next one who's going to write a song. I can't even sing. You're going to write a song. Somebody else is going to sing it. Go get a bunch of, don't believe me? Go get a bunch of seeds. Go roll up into Atwoods. Go get a bunch of seeds. Throw them out on the table. Mix them all up. Tell me the tomato seed. Some of you might can. Most of us uh, pick out a squash seed. Uh, we'll go with that one, okay? I want to plant that one right here. Why well, do I want to plant that one here? Because I know it's going to be a big plant. Plant this one right here because it's going to be a small plant. Plant this one right here because it's going to be a vine. It's going to grow up. You're watering. You're watering. You're feeding it. You're feeding it. You're watering. You're feeding. You're watering. You're feeding. And all of a sudden, God takes your plan of your garden, how you saw it all set up, and all of a sudden, he just rearranges the whole thing. You're like, my goodness, squash is over there, and the vines are and it's wrapped around that. This is a mess. No. It's God's plan. So don't look at somebody and size them up. Don't look at somebody and say, God said this. God, no, you don't know. You don't know. And you don't know for yourself at times what God has for you. You've got a seed inside you that if you will just put blessings up, blessings up, worship God, get locked in, dig in, be with Him, right there with Him, just you and Him, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, it's amazing. I would have never seen myself here five years ago, ten years ago. What in the world is God doing with me? It's something awesome. You're a miracle waiting to happen. Something is about to happen. We've been fasting. We've been praying. We've been sacrificing. 
Work in the ground of our heart. Work in the ground of our heart preparing, preparing for the seed. And our hearts are ready. The fields are ripe for harvest. But first of all, we got to get our hearts right. Our hearts are ready. Our hearts are ready. The, the soil has been broken up. Our pride has been broken. Our stomachs have been emptied. Praises have been going up on Sunday nights. And we're here praying on a Sunday night. Just like they are at Asbury College. And we gather, and nobody wants to leave. And everybody's like, you leave. No, you leave. Well, I got to go to work. Okay, well, I got to go work too. Well, you leave. No, you leave. It's kind of like me and my wife when we would call each other. Any of the men and the women want to be honest with yourselves and say, long time ago when we were dating, we actually wanted to stay on the phone. You hang up. It's amazing how a hard, hard man, a really hard man, yes, like a Barney Fife. If you don't know, if you've ever seen Andy Griffith, Barney gets on, he's big, bad Barney. He's poked his chest out, got his bullet, got his gun, and he gets on the phone with, uh, what's one of the girls' name he dates? Juanita. Juanita. Zero. Give me Juanita at the diner. It's amazing how a hard, hard man all of a sudden will just melt. You hang up. No, you hang up. This is how all of you that are younger, you don't know how good you had it. You don't know how good you have it. When me and my wife were dating, we'd tell off on my age. We were dating. I lived in White House. She lived here in Rusk. And we couldn't talk to each other without paying. You had to pay money on the phone bill. But somebody, my dad or my, or my father-in-law, mother-in-law, somebody found this code called 101011. 1010811. 903. I don't even know if we did 903 then. 683-4486. No, wait, that's my phone number. <laughs> 5019. 2597-2507. Lord, I'm off. I did remember 5019. So we had to dial a code. It's like 1010-810-811, whatever that is. And that would allow us to talk like 10 minutes. And then I would hear, what was it? A dime a minute. And so they set a number on us like this is how much you get to spend. And so I would hear sometimes, get off the phone. Get off the phone. Time's up. Money's clicking. My dad would come in the door. Get off the phone. You're up to $10. You're up to $5, whatever it was. It's starting to add up. You're not paying the phone bill around here. I'll pay it. <clears throat> but that hard man can sometimes soften up. It's amazing how that hard man softens up when he's around a good thing for him. So make sure that you're surrounding yourself. Make sure that where you're planting yourself is good ground, is good soil. It needs to be a good spot that will somehow or another harden that, sh that shell of a seed. Because we walk in here, we're like, I'm not blooming. I'm not blossoming. I'm not going to produce anything. You will, whether you like it or not, if you keep coming. <laughs> That's why I say, Lord, keep them coming. Keep that positive influence. Keep them coming. Give them more coffee. I don't put more chocolate in the drinks. I've seen the hardest of hard in that baptistry tank. Why? 
Because whether they knew it or not, God was working. God was working. There was a, there was a little something that touched that seed. There was a touch. There was an anointing. There was a presence of God that was flowing and it began to touch. The power of a seed, exponential growth. A field of corn, a field of wildflowers, one seed. A forest out in the Canadian wilderness, miles and miles of forest can come from one seed. One encounter, one moment with God can change your life. It will be like what we just sang, and your children, and their children, and their children, and their children. May His favor be upon you, and a thousand generations. And their children, and their children's children's children. There's something powerful that happens with the blessing of God. Change your children's lives. How? Change your life. I feel like today there's a shifting, there's a changing, there's something that's happening because so many of us, many times, we can look at our children and we say, I wish they would. I don't know why they do. And I can't believe that they did. And God's looking at us right now today and saying, I wish you would. I don't know why you don't. I can't believe that you did. And if you would, I would. And if you will, I will. And if you did, I would do. I don't see the results. I don't see the results. You're buried. You're in the dirt. Your mind's in the dirt. You're down low. You're covered up. And God's saying, I have fruit. I have those children that you think that won't do anything right. They will when they see it coming out of you. We've got to be like that tree that's planted by the waters. We've got to be the one who's dropping and dropping good stuff. It's fruit, it's fruit, it's seed. And it begins to grow and blossom under our watch, under us, under our watch as leaders, as parents, as the leader of the home. Whether you're a husband, whether you're a wife, whether you're married, whether you're single. Somebody's got to be the boss in the place. That's right. Isaiah 43 Verses 18 through 19, God tells uh, the Israelites here, the children of Israel, verse 18, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Forget the former things. I want to do a new thing. Now it springs up. You cannot be fearful and dwell on the past. You heard me say it last Sunday. Fear is a dark room where you develop your negatives. Get away from fear. It takes you into a closet, into a dark place. It's of the devil. It is not of God. He is not here to make us fearful. He is here to make us hopeful, to carry us to a new level. We realize that when we have new levels... One thing I've always heard in church, it's just a catchphrase. New levels, new devils. I, I get that. But I kind of want to get to the point where it's like new levels, less devils. New levels, less devils. New levels, huh, no devils. Because literally, if we think about this, I don't even know if I like that phrase anymore because 
as I get higher and higher with God, am I assuming that the devil is just right there with him? Has he got a ladder right there? Just, oh, go as high as you want, God. I'm right there with you. I have power just like you. I can move. I can move. I can twist. I can turn. What tricks you got, God? He is powerful. He will raise us up higher and be more powerful. Power to cast out serpents, the Bible says. Power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He's going to give us power. And I really want to say new levels, less devils. New levels, no devils. We know that we can't ever get away from sin. My, my son spoke about it. We can't get away from sin. We can't get away from temptation trying to get us. Trying. Try. But I want to believe right now that I'm looking at a group of people that have a whole lot more try. You got a lot of try in you. That's a country term. That's a term that you'll hear out at the corral. Or the rodeo. If you go to the livestock show or the rodeo, you're going to hear some country boy right there with some crease wranglers and some boots and a folded up hat. He's going to, that boy right there got a lot of trying. <laughs> you see how he rode that bull? I'm, I'm speaking with a dip in my mouth. <laughs> a chaw. And you got to, you, you don't do this. You hook them. <laughs> and if you got boots on, don't think they don't do it on purpose. I've seen them dress up. Hey, I ain't knocking it. They look at me. They laugh at me. I'm not laughing at them. Most of them are tougher than me. But you pull your pants up, and when you pull your pants up, the inside of your pants leg has to catch. You don't just pull your pants up and hit both uh, pull-ups. You hit the inside pull-up. That's how you're supposed to wear them pants, and it's supposed to look like you just threw them on. No, they didn't just throw them on. They in the mirror country boy getting ready just all right get it just right just like the city boy now we got them city boys over there doing this right here i cannot believe when my when i first saw this my son came home from school the other day and he had his pants tight rolled and he still matter of fact those are just those are just skinny legs but he does still tight roll his yeah y'all see it look at that shelby yeah all right it's back. I couldn't believe it. We got bell bottoms came back. I'm like, there's no way. There is no way in the world top roll will ever come back. That is the door. I can't even believe I did it. I could walk into a restaurant and Tyler right now. I'll probably get some looks and be like, he's too old to be doing it. But it is the style, so we'll let him go. Hey, God wants to do a new thing. God, you can do a new thing in me. I don't have to go back to tight rolling. I don't want to go back to bell bottoms. Lord, you can do a new thing with me. But I love how he, he said, I want to do a new thing. And, and now it springs up. But we can't be fearful if we're going to have God move in our lives and do what he needs to do. What is locked up inside of you? What is it that's locked up inside of you? Just like I spoke earlier, there's seeds out there that we don't know what each seed is. We don't know that this seed right here is going to make a beautiful, huge oak tree. This seed here is going to be a beautiful crepe myrtle with pink blooms 
And, it, and we don't know. You don't know what is locked up inside you, the potential. So why don't you just check it out and see? Taste and see that the Lord is good. His mercies endure forever. Water. Water, that seed. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I don't know what you have for me. But God, I want to do more for you. What do you have for me? Lord, what do you have for me? And so many of us want to say we figured it out. Thank you, Lord, that you blessed me with a job that I hate. Thank you, Lord, that you make me to wake up at 4.30 every morning and go to a job that I hate with a family that I pretend to love. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for children that sometimes mind me, but most times don't. And Lord, I want to thank you right now for a vehicle that stinks and will not crank on cold mornings. Lord, I thank you for these many blessings. I remain humble. And Lord, I don't ask for more. Thank you for blessing me with my life. <laughs> and you have already stopped watering. You're not working the soil. You have quit. And there's no more try. I can take a piece of ground that is not a good piece of ground. I can take somebody who the world has given up on and turned their back on and bring them into an area or go to that area where they're at and start to work the ground. Start to work the ground. What do I need in this ground? You need some fertilizer. Your pH is a little too low. You need to bring some, you need to have pH up in that place. We need to adjust the chemistry of that soil. What else do I need? You need some water. What else do you need? You need some food. Well, for one thing, we need to start working on this seed that we don't even know. You've already given up on the seed. Have you, sir, have you ever seen this seed? Have you ever blossomed and bloomed and produced fruit? Has anything ever come from your life? Woman, ma'am, has anything ever come from you? Have you ever produced anything except hard, hard work, dedication, and labor with no results? What have you done? Nothing. Nothing. Have you ever taught anyone? Have you ever led anyone to Jesus? Have you ever done anything at all? No, I've never done anything. You've got a seed right there that God wants to bless and anoint and move on you and cause you to do more than you could ever, ever do or think. So we can take that person and you begin to motivate them and, and, and speak to them and bring in the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and a, and a baptism and the steps that we take for salvation and you begin to start working this thing and all of a sudden something begins to blossom and bloom and grow and right here we're like oh okay maybe it's going to be corn that right there could be a, a stalk of corn it kind of looks like it to me I believe that could be a stalk of corn might surprise me come back in a week be careful what you put on yourself be, care be careful what you settle for be careful that you don't settle for just being I'm just a vine with no fruit. I'm just a thorny old bush. I'm just a mean old man. I'm just hard. My daddy was hard. I'm hard. My daddy, my mom would say about my daddy, he was hard to live with. He was a hard man. But you know what? He provided for us. He worked. He hated his job. He hated us. And he worked. And he was a good guy. He was a good guy. We buried him in that dirt. We didn't get him a nice casket. He was a good old man. He worked hard. And he... And he hated life. And he didn't love life. He wasn't producing great things. He didn't produce one great thing, which was you. Because now you're just like him. But you don't have to stay like that. No, you don't. Work that soil. 
Work that heart. Break that pride. Let yourself shed some tears in a worship service sometime. What is locked up inside of you, you'll never know until you get planted and rooted. Saul was horrible. He did horrible things. I can relate. Many of you can relate. Very important point here. Watch this. Watch what Saul does. Acts 9 and verse 5. Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Number one, he heard. Number two, he listened. And number three, he obeyed. Saul quit running. Many of us need to quit running. He got up and he sprang forth, springing forth into action, following God's instruction, received his healing, baptized, and then rooted in faith firmly. So how are we rooted? How can we be rooted? Psalms 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. Ephesians 6 and 13, stand your ground and after you have done everything, Stand. That's how you're rooted. Many people want to go from church to church to church to church. They can't get rooted. If I take this plant at this stage right here and I say, you know what? It's so beautiful. We've done so much good. This is a lot of headway. Let's pull it out. Out of the dirt that it was planted in. Let me move it over here to this spot. Okay, we're just going to we're just gonna pack it in there real good. Come back the next morning. It's just well, I'll just keep watering it. I'll just get, I'm going to get some more water and some more food and put on it. It ain't going to work. You might get it back one time. Pluck it up again. Move it over here. Look in God's Word. You're reading His Word. You're, you're finally taking the advice of somebody in your life who's trying to mentor you. And it says, oh man, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can turn, I don't know if I can really turn away. I can partly, I don't know. That one, that one, that scripture, ooh, that hits me. Let me flip over here. I, there's got, we're Psalms. Love those promises. <laughs> Let me get out of Acts. Wow. That one's, I'm going to have, Lord, you got to work on me on that one. Let me just uproot from here. Let me just go from where you've got me planted in the word today and, and, and what's working on me, what's really feeding me. This is what's really feeding me right now. It's feeding me. Oh, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to take that in. Let me just uproot from here. Let me go to another spot. Let me, matter of fact, I'm going to just change churches all together and get out of here and go somewhere over, over here. Okay, I, I don't really like that guy. I just don't even like his attitude and the way he dresses. He tight rolls his pants. So I'm not going to go there anymore. Uh, I'm going to go over here, and I'm just uprooting. Uh, we've got to be planted. We have got to be planted, and then you need to be able to say, God, I, I may not agree with I don't understand it. Lord, just... just let me see, God. Open my eyes. That's how we are rooted. God wants to do a new thing, a new thing. He's ready to do a work. A plant will never bear fruit if it is constantly uprooted and relocated. We are running out of time. We're running out of time. This is, we're saying season here. Spring is a season. When there's a time to plant, there's a time to, to sow. There's a time to harvest. Right now, we are in a season of spring. This is the time of year where you're supposed to be putting the seed in the ground. I don't want any of us to say, we, we, got, we got time to deal with here as well. Okay, there's that. There's that. We have time to deal with. 
So don't let a blessing pass you by. Don't, don't let a, a, a revival movement of a prayer revival or a prayer service pass you by where you don't come to the prayer revival on a Sunday night. Why? Honestly, I just don't want to. And so it goes on and it goes on and you miss it. That was a, maybe that was a time of planting because I promise you, whoo, let me Ric Flair that for a minute. I promise you there is going to be a harvest up in this place right here there will be a harvest now listen is that harvest for everyone there's going to be people partake there's going to be people that are riding along on skirt tails listen don't miss your chance to sow don't miss your chance to to put something in the ground and, and be able to harvest later on we can all show up to the garden spot and watch somebody else work. I want to get the work in. Man, I know I say that a lot. Lord, help me not to say the same things over and over. But Lord, if you want it said, I'll say it. I can't argue. Don't miss the best time of your life, the best season of your life. The devil tried to bury you. The devil tried to absolutely bury you. And he didn't know that you were a seed. He didn't know it. Surprise, devil. You tried to bury me. You threw dirt on me. You covered me up. The world forgot about me. And hello, devil. I am a seed. I am powerful. I am mighty. Watch me. I am lying. I roar. (laughs) Devil, I ain't no kitty cat. This ain't a meow. This is a roar. I am powerful, and I am powerful through the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs eleven twenty one: The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. You are not covered up. You are not forgotten. Praise team, y'all come on up. We're 48 minutes in. We're fixing to wrap this thing up. And I'm going to tell you what, it's, I don't want you to walk out of this place wanting for anything. I want us to be able to walk out of this place with everything that we need. If you need a little slap on the back, maybe some of us need a little slap a little lower right here. You know, it says, and, and maybe it's just a good game. Hey, good game. The baseball, we're, we're lots of baseball right now. Clay Geisler, Jaron, different ones. Uh, Mason Trowbridge in our church. These are boys that are on the baseball team here in Rust. They may lose a game. But as they're walking out of the place, some of them, hey, good game, man. Hey, good game. I don't know how it's okay to do that there, but it is. Don't do that to me today in church. I don't want anybody to come, unless it's my wife, she'll probably do it since I said it. But don't come behind me after a service and be like, hey, good sermon, sir. (laughs) Hey, Jason Ray would do that. Hey, good message today, pastor. Woo! Hallelujah! <laughs> all right, let's all stand. I'm, I'm, I'm closing up here. I don't have a whole lot more. I want to tell you this today. You have not had your best day. You haven't sung your best song. You haven't laughed your best laugh. You have not dreamed your best dream. And you have not written your best book. You have not lived your best life. Your new season is is absolutely just beginning.
absolutely just beginning. Can y'all play something? I just feel fired up. And it is so hard to stay fired up without a little something, a strum or a key or a kick or a cymbal or something. Woo! Let me tell you, there's, there's an anointing that comes with that anointed worship. Everybody, listen to me right here. It's time to dig in. It's time to get down and dirty. Throw dirt on me. Pam, here it is. You didn't even know it. Throw dirt on me. I will rise. No matter the conditions, I will rise. No matter the circumstances, I will rise. Through pain, through rejection, through depression, I will rise. Before every spring, there is a winter and a time of dying off. And maybe today you have found your finding your place in the time of a, of a winter and, and everybody else is moving on to spring but you're like man I, I'm still in winter pastor I'm there's some things that are still dying off on me right now there's some things that that need to, to drop and, and, and need to come off I begin to think about this as I got this sermon together and during that time of winter and I look up at all the beautiful leaves and they're so pretty and they're green and when they're young like this it's fresh and clean it's just beautiful and a lot happens during the spring and the summer there's food that's provided for wildlife it's amazing and then they all dry up and fall comes and they begin to drop you're like well nothing can happen with that leaf ever again that leaf it served its purpose it's over with no 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 now, that is going to become a compost and a mulch and a fertilizer, and it's going to supply those roots, and there's going to be fuel. So right now, I want you to think about your past, and I want you to look at it, and, and God does not waste a hurt. He will not waste a hurt. He will not waste the pain that you've gone through. Tim, the different ones, listen, everything that you've gone through, God had a purpose. He saw, He sees where you're at, He saw where you're at, and He sees where you're going. And I will use that pain, I will use that hurt as fuel, as fuel. And I will get taller, I will go higher, I will get branch out wider, and I will do more in the name of Jesus. If I could get every head bowed in this place. Every head bowed. And, and, and you, I want you to listen to me. You may be saying today, Preacher, you spoke to me today. There's some things that need to die off. There's a cleansing. There's a repentance. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hand. If that's you, I want you to raise it high. Raise it high. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hand high. And you say, there's something that needs to die in me. There's a repentance that needs to happen. A, clen a cleansing, a repentance. You lower your hand. I want to spring forth. If you, if you raised your hand today, I want you to be bold enough to come down to this altar right now. I want you to come down to this altar right now. And I want you to come out quickly, quickly, quickly. They're coming from the back. They're coming from the back. They're coming from out of the aisles. This is an important move today. You're making an important move to God. God's about to do something. You don't see what He's about to do, but there is a seed. There is a blessing. There is something that is about to spring forth, to break forth a healing, a deliverance. In the name of Jesus, y'all bring it up, bring it up.
Let's go right now. Let's go. Let's begin to seek the face of God right now. In the name of Jesus, church, let's pray. Let's pray for those that are here today. Come on, in the name of Jesus, Father, we bless your name. We bless your name, Father. Lord, I want you to pour it on me, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would bless your people. Bless your people. Open the floodgates of heaven. Lord, let a blessing rain down. In the name of Jesus, call on him today. Call on the name of Jesus. you, Lord. Lord, rain down on me. Rain down on me, God. Rain down on me, God. Come on, reach out. If you're down here today, raise your hands. Raise your hands. Lord, I've got to have a touch. Reach out. Touch the throne of heaven. Yes. to get something more from God but there's a reservation there's a holding back it's like Lord I'll move I'll move if you make me move Lord I'll respond to you if you make me respond to you I'll love you if you make me love you I love this woman how does she know it? because I show her I don't come up to her and say, I'll love you. Make, make me love you. And she says, love me. Make me. Make me. Is that a relationship? No, it's not a relationship. So when you're here, I'm not going to press. I'm not going to poke. I'm not going to prod because it don't need to happen because of me. It don't need to happen because of man. It needs to be a union. So if you weren't there today, I want you to pray this next week. I want you to say, Lord, I want to love you. Help me, God, in my unbelief. Help me, Lord, in my my lack of faith. Lord, I just want it. I want that relationship. But, Lord, you're going to have to help me too, God. I love you, but I need you to love me back. And when you take one step, he'll take two. When you take three, he'll take 50. When you take four steps, he'll take a thousand. But you gotta want it. We gotta reach out. So if that if you weren't today, congratulations. Let's let's give praise to God for the positives. 
Let's give praise to God for the positives. Hang on one second. I want you to read that. I will never ever guilt trip people and say, well, you should have and I can't believe you didn't. I'm excited that you raised your hand today. I'm excited that you came down here today. But I'm going to tell you what, there is more. You don't need to stay just like that little pod. I want, I see bigger things, greater things. And I don't think it's any coincidence that we got a plant on the end like this. How about that? I see a, a stronger walk, a closer walk with Jesus. I want you to read that. What do you got? I want to speak to the dry person. It's, it's right after what you said. And it says, but now listen, my servant, you're whom I've chosen. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, do not be afraid. I've chosen you for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Go on and, and they will spring up like grass preach. in a meadow, like trees by flowing streams. So if you feel dry and you wonder, you feel like God has forgotten you, I just want you to lift your hands right now. And I am reminding you that you are his. He has chosen you and he is ready to pour water on your heart continue to pray around this altar. I don't want to stop anybody or hamper anybody from praying, but you keep praying. You keep seeking God. There is more. There is more in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh,